Disrupting Japan, episode 82. Disrupting Japan is sponsored by Wall and Case. If you've ever tried to hire staff in Japan, you know how crazy it can be. I mean, there are over 3,000 recruiting firms here, and they're all telling you pretty much the same thing. Well, the guys at Wall and Case are different. When you're coming into Japan, they'll sit down and work out a long term hiring strategy with you. Is it best to start with a country manager? Or perhaps a head of partner sales. Maybe the first step is really a community manager. Now, I've known the team at Wall and Case for a long time, and they've worked with a lot of the companies that have been on this show and with some of the world's biggest brands as well. So, if you're hiring in Japan, you really should talk to Wall and Case. Welcome to Disrupting Japan straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero. And thanks for joining me. The medical industry is one of the world's most highly regulated and hard to disrupt. And for the most part, that's a good thing. But there are a number of innovative startups that have ways of improving things. Not disruptive change, mind you, but simple, more cautious, incremental change that will make life better for everyone. Holoize is one of those companies. And today we sit down with Naoji Taniguchi and we talk about how their VR solution is winning over doctors all over Japan and changing the way surgery is done. The Holoize builds up a virtual reality model of organs from CT scans and lets doctors analyze and discuss these matters much more directly and efficiently than they could before. We'll get into the details during the interview. But one of the things that impressed me the most about Holoize is that it is already in use today. So much VR tech and so many VR companies have amazing wow factor, but only the promise of future applications. But you know, Naoji tells that story much better than I can. So let's hear from our sponsor and get right to the interview. Your journey to success in Japan will involve some twists and turns. In trying to navigate new terrain, planning the safest, most effective way through on your own can be overwhelming. The Carter Group have been using market intelligence and research to guide Japan entrants for decades. They've honed an agile, cost effective, but consultative approach that will help you find the perfect product market fit, explore user and consumer dynamics. And act as an honest broker to let you know the reputation and track record of potential partners here in Japan. And when you're ready to go, their executive search team can also help you hire the right people to drive your business forward. So if you haven't got Japan completely figured out yet, the Carter Group can help you out. So I'm sitting here with Naoji Taniguchi of Holoize. Yeah. This is an application that uses AR and VR for. Medical training, and thanks for sitting down with me. <laughs> okay. Can you tell me a bit more about the application and how it's used? Holoize make customized model for each patient、uh, for VR and、uh, mixed reality. Our product、uh, helps communication between doctor,、uh, surgery team members, or、uh, training、uh, senior doctors,、uh, young doctors. So, I mean, let's just walk through. From start to finish, how it's used. So, how do you build up this、uh, VR model? First, we use Dicom Viewer. Dicom Viewer is 
viewer of CT scan image. And now we are uh, trying to use uh, deep learning to automate, create, uh, make polygon model from a CT scan image. Okay, so it's literally taking the CT scan and building up the, the VR image kind of slice by slice. Yes, yes. Mm. All right, that makes sense. And then the doctors can use this to communicate and to show the, the yes. model. Mm. Now, the demo I saw was basically viewing the model and yes. using AR to like mm. zoom in yes. and to rotate. Yes. What is the application? Mm. What is the application for that? Would that be, for example, mm. teaching? Mm. Why we are record 3D movement? I think 3D movement is very uh, important for surgery. Before our product, doctors have to write mm -hmm. in text some procedure of uh, surgery. So it is very complex. So using our uh, product, doctors do surgical procedure with game controller and a head-mount display. They record the whole procedure of so, surgery. So for example, the, the lead surgeon could run through the entire operation with yeah. the surgical team yeah, yeah. before the surgery yeah. and said, this is what we're yeah, going to do, yeah. and everyone would be able to see it. And so, then when it comes time for the yeah. surgery, everyone understands. Yeah. So it's like playback mode in car racing game. Okay. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And in, using VR, uh, we can see the movement at any angle. Okay, so it's also used after the surgery mm. to evaluate uh, how it went and if yeah. there were any problems. And mm. Okay. We will archive VR model on our cloud server. So we will be GitHub on surgery. Okay. So GitHub uh, has open public repository. Also, GitHub has private repository. So if patients consent to their data to be public, well, that's what I was asking about. Aren't there, there are very strong laws all mm. over the world about mm. sharing patient data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about patients, uh, their objective is cure. The data is not important for them. But for doctors, it's a treasure. Sure, yeah, it's yeah, extremely yeah. important. Yeah. So, so far, have you found patients being very willing to mm. share their data? Nowadays, the data is thought about very personally, but we use a polygon. Polygon data don't have personal information, name or age or where the patient is living, address. Okay, so if you, if you reduce the model to polygons and take off all yes. personal information, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So what platform are you using for this, both the hardware and the software side? For hardware, we are using uh, HTC Vive, using a Windows PC, okay. and Microsoft HoloLens, and a smartphone. Those devices have a good point and a bad point. Uh, for HTC Vive, it's a little bit expensive, and, uh, but smartphones are very cheap, and everyone have. But HTC Vive can display very detailed polygon, high polygon model, okay. and uh, good position tracking. Right, right. But smartphone is very cheap, so we uh, use cloud server to store our data, and those devices download those data. One is a high polygon for HTC Vive, and the other is a low polygon model for a smartphone. Medical imaging hmm. is one of the most demanding mm. and 
challenging areas for image processing. Yeah. The resolution has to be much, much higher than almost any other type of application. There's very little tolerance for the artifacts of lossy compression. So is the resolution of your VR models, is it high enough for medical use? Some part is uh, enough. For the river, uh, we are provide like a map. Mm -hmm. It's not a photo. So uh, we will use map to go the street. Oh, okay. So it, it's really more of a reference yes. and not, it's not a diagnostic tool. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be that accurate. Yeah. So we will show uh, sick veins. So if we uh, provide all veins in a river, doctors will confuse. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. A little later, I want to dive deeper into the application. Mm, mm. But for now, let me ask you a bit about, mm. about you mm. and your, your co-founder. Mm. So your background is in, is in physics and aeronautical engineering. Yeah. And your co-founder, Sugimoto-san, is a surgeon. Yes. How did you two come together on this project? Uh, I have a friend. He's working as an editor. The publisher has a very sick book for medical for families. Mm -hmm. The old data is uh, digital. So he uh, ordered me to do some uh, data service using the script data. I, I thought uh, the script data of the book is like a database. Uh, during the project, I uh, researched a lot of uh, medical information. and. Uh, I found an article of Sugimoto-san. He's saying modern medical needs 8K video image. So at that time, I'm doing a lot of uh, interactive projects. So I thought I'm interested and I thought we will get along well. I found his uh, Twitter account. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and I uh, mentioned him. And after that, we talked together at uh, Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Does he act more of as, as an advisor, or is Sugimoto-san involved in the day-to-day -day operation of the company? Yeah, day-to-day, -day, uh, he does operation. So he uses our product at the hospital, and uh, looking for doctors, we'll use uh, our product. Mm. So right now, you're still in the development phase. You haven't started charging for the yeah. use of HoloEyes yet, mm, right? Mm, mm. Can you tell me a bit about your users and your partners? Who's using HoloEyes today? First customer is Dr. Sugimoto, and second is Bokuto Hospital in Tokyo. Third will be uh, Sanno Hospital. He's a dentist. It is very useful to implant, to set on a bone, jaw bones. To have like a false tooth implanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So is the main application now the planning of surgeries? Yeah. First is planning surgery, and next is training tool or educational tool for young doctor. So let's see, you were also part of the um, Recruit Holdings Accelerator. Yes. Was that valuable for you? Yes. For medical, uh, they don't do nothing, so because uh, Recruit is not a medical company. Right. Uh, um, but our business is uh, for medical, but uh, our business model is internet technology company. So uh, we are using cloud server and we will stock our patient's data. We make value from the data. So it's uh, like a... So they helped you kind of understand 
how to make a business around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they introduced me some web media. So I helped you with getting the word out, yes. promotions mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting back to Holewise, mm. there are so many really cool VR, mm. AR startups in Japan now. Mm. But what I want to ask is, is I can understand why Holowise mm. is interesting. Thank you. <laughs> and kind of fun to use. Mm. But what is the big problem that it solves? Our body is 3D, but the doctors using 2D monitor. So it's a difference of uh, dimension. How would you measure if it's successful. So for example, would it make surgeries go faster? Mm-hmm. Would it result in fewer mm-hmm. surgical errors? Mm-hmm. What's like the real world benefit? We don't have a quantitative assessment. I'm not saying very useful. Uh, reduce training cost and reduce time to communicate. Surgery is teamwork. Right. So senior doctor and young doctor Okay, so it, the big problem it solves is it, it makes the planning for surgery mm. faster, more accurate, and therefore cheaper. Mm, mm, yeah. That makes sense. Mm, mm. Our goal is making uh, archive of patient data. So it's make big value for our archives. So it helps Asian countries to grow up uh, young doctors. Oh, right. So doctors in poorer countries that don't have access to yes. cadavers and can use this and, and train yeah, yeah, more yeah. quickly. Mm, mm. That makes sense. Mm. But so is your, your goal with the modeling, mm. are you trying to develop mm. a complete mm. anatomical map uh-huh. of the human mm. body? Mm. Or are you also trying to model very specific, this particular tumor Yes, like yes, yes. This particular, mm, mm, you know, mm. kidney tumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, both. First, we focus the particular organs, liver and kidney or jaws. There's a lot of patients. <laughs> well, sure. It's, you know, mm. every startup knows you need to start with a niche. Yes. So you start with the liver, you start with the jaw. Mm, mm. The jaw makes sense for dentistry. Mm. But why uh, liver and kidney? Liver and the kidney is static organ. Static? Yeah, uh, for example, uh-huh. heart is always moving. Oh, very soft. so it's easy to get a good scan. Yeah. Ah, okay. And the scan, and uh, now a CT scan, chain can scan uh, heart, but it's uh, just a snapshot. So liver and kidney was a technological reason. Yes, a very static uh, organ. Right now, mm. one of the main limitations you mentioned was processing power for the computers mm. and for the, the smartphones. And every year that's getting better and better and cheaper and cheaper. So hopefully time and Intel will solve that problem for you. Yeah, I think so. But on the input side, with moving organs like the heart and the lungs, is that something you think technology will be solving for you in the next few years? Yes, I think so. So performance of a CT scan is getting better and technology for taking scan is getting better uh, because CT scan make us goal and our goal is same. So the goal is more, more clear image or they want to find turners by imaging. Today's CT scans are, are very detailed. Yes. So you can see you know, very tiny veins throughout, yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the liver, for example. Mm-hmm. 
So just out of curiosity, how much memory is required to store your 3D model of, say, the, the liver? Not so big. Really? Yeah. Today's video data on YouTube is more bigger. <laughs> so and, <laughs> okay. Uh, and CT scan image is just a grayscale image. Good scan, uh, it's 0.2 millimeter pitch. It's uh, limited. It's smaller than some movie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so definitely in the range of what smartphones can handle. Yeah. Mm. Now, before we were talking about kind of the, the next step application, mm. which is kind of debriefing after surgery mm. and taking 3D mm. movies of surgeries in progress. Last year in uh, April mm. 2016, mm. an English doctor, mm. I believe, was the first person mm. who broadcast a surgery recorded in virtual reality. Uh, so it's a 360 movie. It's not 3D. Using 3D, is we we, we see uh, depth. So the the surgery last year simply used a a 360 degree virtual reality camera, but what you're talking about is actually making 3D models of what happens during the surgery itself. Taking a 360 uh, video is very easy today. There are a lot of uh, solution on the camera. But before you were mentioning that that your technology could also be used uh, after surgeries. And before. And before. Mm. So how would it be used after? Would you just build another model from a new CT scan? So doctors have to write a report of surgery. Using our tool, uh, doctors are so they could use your tool in the same way as before the surgery they use the tool to explain what's going to happen they can use the the same tool to explain what they did and any surprises they had okay so does your tool have an ability for annotations or so it, it can connect directly into yes, the yes. tools the doctors already use. Yeah. Oh, okay. Doctors can draw a line on 3D virtual space, or doctors can put a voice notation to 3D space. Okay. So in that way, someone reviewing the surgery would actually be able to see the virtual reality representation with the doctor's comments and notes and annotations as they go through. Yes, yes. Mm. I can see that being a huge benefit. Mm. Do you think that HoloEyes would also be used in actual surgical training? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Mm. So I, I noticed, for example, Stanford has a, a project which is uh, virtual reality mm. training, and they actually have, like haptic feedback yeah. for the fingers. Mm. Is that a direction you're thinking of moving into? Yes, uh, it is, it's uh, one direction. Nowadays, doctors are doing uh, the laparoscopic. Do you know? Laparoscopic. Yeah. yeah. So the, the little tiny cameras. Yes, yes, yes. Or uh, robotic surgery. Like So they can't touch uh, directly, only use uh, instrument. So now we are focusing uh, that because nowadays uh, laparoscopic is very important because uh, it's less harm to a patient. Right, you don't have to cut them open. Yes, yes. So of all the potential, mm. so far, what have the doctors mm. found most appealing? Mm. What are your users most excited about? Precision uh, 3D structure image 
and uh, reducing time and sharing their successful uh, surgery to uh, other doctors or okay. pa patients. Mm. Okay, so it, it is that, that planning and review functionality. Yes, yes. Mm. Medical devices and hospital equipment mm. is some of the most strictly regulated yes. in the world. Mm. And that's a good thing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, so have you had to get special licenses or approvals? Not. Uh, because our, our tool is not a uh, diagnosis tool. Uh-huh. Well, that's true. So it's not a diagnostic, it's not treatment, but it's, yeah. um, it's being used as a medical record. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, like uh, Excel on, <laughs> on PC. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I never thought of it that uh, way. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> so it doesn't need any special... Yes. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, and uh, the other reason we not uh, get a license is for uh, speed for develop development. We are using gaming technologies. Unity, it's a game engine. Right. And uh, HC Vive is uh, originally for a uh, VR game. Gaming technologies, uh, evolution of gaming technologies is very high. Well, yeah, I mean, gaming technology has been pushing the edge of PC performance yeah. since, well, since the beginning of, since yeah. the first PC, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First game on uh, iPhone 3G, 3G is very poor, but Nowadays, high-quality Android uh, and iPhone 7 game is very uh, beautiful. That's true. Let's talk a bit about Japan in general. Okay. Even if you don't need um, any specific license or certifications mm. to use your technology for medical records, mm. the medical profession in Japan mm. is very conservative. Yes, I think so. So do you find doctors and hospitals willing to work with the new technology or is there a lot of resistance? Sumo uh, is doctor, so right. he loves uh, technologies and uh, he's always searching uh, new technology outside uh, medical. Having Sugimoto inside pushing the new technology helps, I'm sure, but he's, he's one doctor. Yeah, yeah, so I think every industry is the same. Some game developers are interested in medical some doctors are uh, interested in interactive technology, mm. so some um, scientists are interested uh, in uh, digital technology. I don't know. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think there's a big gap between mm. being interested mm. and paying money yeah. and making part of the workflow. Mm. So, so what advice do you have mm. to other startups who want to sell mm to hospitals and doctors. Uh, yes. The important thing is my co-founder, the most uh, doctor. The uh, uh, connection doctor is uh, very close. They hear out of information only doctors. <laughs> so the advice is have, have a doctor as an advisor or someone who's uh, yes, yes. very excited and an yeah, advocate yeah. about your technology. Yeah, yeah. So, out of other uh, startups in Japan, in uh, America, a member of co-founder is a uh, uh, doctor. For example, uh, there's a startup, its name is uh, MediWeb. Oh, I know MediWeb well. Yeah. yeah so That's right, their founder is a doctor. Yeah, so they have our own clinic. Okay. Mm. My impression is that it's very unusual for doctors to be working with startups in Japan. Uh. But is it happening more and more now? Is there a lot of doctors doing this? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because life plan of doctor is very static. That's true. Some doctors have questions. Some young doctor has questions. Holwright has in turn his young doctor. He hear about Sumimasa and he contact to me, and I taught how to use Unity. And how to build application on Microsoft Hololens. So is he working with you guys now? Yes. Oh, mm. excellent. Mm. Oh, that is excellent. Mm. That's really encouraging. Mm. Mm. When do you plan to start charging for Hololens, and mm. do you know about what the pricing is going to be? Beginning of next year. This year is marketing and development. So research with hospital. And the hospital present a paper at academic conference with us. Excellent. Yeah. So it is way to get a key person in medical. Have you decided the the pricing for the Holoi system yet? No, I'm considering. Okay. It sounds like you'll have an opportunity to use a very SaaS-like approach, where it's a low-cost subscription. Like charge per seat per user. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, listen. Before we wrap up, I want to ask you what I call my magic wand question. So, and that is, if I gave you a magic wand and I said you could change one thing about Japan, anything at all. So, the way people think about risk, the education system, the legal system, the medical system, anything at all. To make it better for startups in Japan,、mm. what would you change? I want to change businessmen、uh, to think more positive. To have businessmen think more positively. Yeah. So when I show a demo for、uh, middle-aged businessmen, they always tell about risk or luck. Or,、uh. I always know. I want to hear about good solution from him. That's a really good point. Yeah, I I agree. I've been in so many meetings where everyone will basically go around the room and say, "Here's why I think it won't work," and "Here's why I think it won't work." Almost no one comes up with one idea of like, "Oh, this might improve it," right? No, that's that's a great answer. I think that would be a a huge benefit. Uh, I already know uh, about uh, negative things. Right, right. <laughs>、mm. So instead of giving just negative ideas, also give、mm. positive ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Mm. That's a good one. Mm. Mm. Okay, excellent. Mm. Mm. Well, listen.、Mm. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me today. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Koto Work is doing something pretty cool. It's a community of Japanese language students who want to work at Japanese companies with global ambitions. Kotowork also trains them in business culture, Japanese hospitality, and a bit of global marketing. And since it's a real community, Kotowork is always there for both candidates and companies to solve cultural misunderstandings and the hundreds of other little problems that can come up when foreigners work for a Japanese company. Kotowork has a wonderful long-term community-based approach to making sure everything runs smoothly, and you should really check them out at Kotowork with a C. dot jp. And we're back. 
I was pleasantly surprised at how interested in trying new startup technology Japanese hospitals and doctors are. Medicine is a conservative industry everywhere in the world, but in Japan it's particularly so. Of course, the fact that the other half of the Holoai's founding team, Sugimoto-san, is a doctor, makes that acceptance a lot easier, both by giving Naoji and the rest of the developers a resident domain expert, but also somewhat validating the product in the eyes of the medical establishment. Oh, and Naoji also wanted me to point out that the importance of being able to run this system on smartphones was not that their business model revolved around smartphone use, but because designing for a relatively low-spec device enables the greatest future flexibility and opportunities for them. But really, I think HoloEyes has two things that most VR startups lack. First, they have an existing user base that is using their system today to do the job it was designed to do. And second, they are solving a very specific problem in a way that their users agree is a huge step forward. Five years from now, it's almost impossible to imagine surgeons not using a system like HoloEyes to more accurately plan and document their surgeries. If you have a great idea about how VR should be used in medicine, Naoji and I would love to hear from you. So come by disruptingjapan.com slash show 082 and tell us about it. And when you come by the site, you'll see all the links and notes that Naoji and I talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. And before we go, I want to tell you a bit about our sponsors. No, no, don't, don't worry. We're done with the ads for today. But over the past few months, I've had a number of people comment that I seem a little too effusive in my praise of our sponsors. Now, of course, their sponsorship was what allows me to introduce you to all these amazing founders. But more than that, all of our sponsors really do contribute to the community here. And yes, I've turned down a couple of companies that I didn't feel were a good fit. So hey, check them out, drop by their sites, and let them know that you heard about them here. But most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan. Disrupting Japan is a proud member of the Japan Podcast Network. It's a community of some of the best audio content about Japan. So if you're looking for other high-quality podcasts about Japan, check out the other shows in the Japan Podcast Network.